0: Hello and welcome <laughs> to Crying in the Book Club, a show where three emotional friends uh, talk about comic books that they uh, love and don't love and have uh, opinions on. We Today uh, is the first uh, episode of our May event, Run a May, where we are reading uh, several sections of the Marvel comic, Runaways. Uh, I've, been, I've been very excited about this, uh, not only because this was my idea, but also uh, because I have a, a long and uh, storied history with, with this series. Uh, some background on Runaways. Uh, it is about a group of teenagers who discover that their parents are part of an evil crime organization known as the Pride. Uh, it was created by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian, is that Alphona? Alphon?
1: Alphona is how it's pronounced. The
0: series they- I'm here, by the way. Hello. Oh, I didn't introduce my my. Co-host. And I'm Alex. I'm so sorry. I'm so excited about Runaways. I forgot that John and Alex were here. I thought I was recording by myself today. Uh,
2: I was I was just getting ready to be like, you're talking about, oh, you know, we, we read some good books and some bad books. And I'm like, they're all by Brian K. Vaughn, though. <laughs> you know what? The good ones, the bad ones. <laughs> it's all... I'm
0: gonna it. stay. I'm gonna stand firm. I think today is a good book.
2: No, no, think what is a good today book?
0: Today is a good book. Like I, I think. That, oh, that, oh, like we're talking that, about that a good book that, today.
2: That, today by by that, Brian K. Vaughan. Yeah,
0: today the book that we were talking about by Brian K. Vaughan, um Runaways uh, debuted in July of 2003 as part of Marvel Comics Tsunami imprint. The goal of Tsunami was to attract new readers, particularly young readers and the manga audience. That's how I got uh, into reading Runaways. Uh, it worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> uh, unlike single issues of traditional superhero comics, Runaways was published in a digest, for, a digest format uh, similar in size and presentation to manga tankobon. Uh, Tsunami turned out to be unsuccessful. Uh, I guess I can what, so. Uh... Well,
1: it's not so much that you were the only person who read Runaways. It's just that Runaways is the only book that anybody liked. Yeah, like what yeah, else I is I from the heard tsunami? Of but else, but let's uh, let's see
0: from this imprint. Uh,
1: that's the one where the current EIC of Marvel, Marvel C.B. pretended to be a Japanese writer and wrote a Wolverine book. That was my favorite book. I
0: think I think every time uh, we do a Marvel comic, we should have to legally bring that up.
1: Yeah, like we should. Yeah, there just has to be. Oh, this we need to like make sure so we had, bring you know,
0: it up.
2: So tsunami had yeah. like a pretty a pretty pretty big, like almost 10, 10 books. Emma Frost, Human Torch, Inhumans, Mystique, Namor, You Umi Mutants, Runaway, Sentinels, Venom, and Wolverine Snicked, which I think is the one that Jean-Louis's talking about, where uh yeah, CB yes. Cebolski pretended to be not a white man named CB Torch. <laughs> yep. Wow. Uh, anyway. it lasted one year. So <laughs> I've also never heard about it till right now. What um, Wait, which- you didn't know he did that? No, I know. I knew about that. I didn't know about the tsunami imprint. Oh, uh, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: I actually like didn't know anything really about tsunami until I was doing the research for these notes. Um, despite the fact that I read all these like in physical format, like I don't even remember seeing any sort of like like logo for a tsunami or anything the plot summary of uh, runaways i as i mentioned uh children of six wealthy families discover their parents are all super villains part of an organization called the pride in the process of this of baghdad <laughs> in the process of this discovery, crossover they each learn about their own powers and or the technology they have access to as a result of their parents villainy They decide to use their powers for good and take their parents down. Unfortunately, this will be harder than they realize because their parents basically own anyone who could do anything about this. Over the course of this initial 18 issue run, the Runaways witness their parents do a ritual murder. Learn to use their powers and skills. Take on each other's and their own parents in combat. Fight a vampire. Learn about the origin of the pride. Face a betrayal by one of their own and become wards of the state of California.
2: Wow, I want to read that. That sounds fun. Ooh, uh,
0: what is both of you? What is your previous history with Runaways? Alex,
1: you want to take it away?
2: A long time ago, I was a I was but a DC Comics reading reading boy. Um, fresh off the success of the New Fifty Two, I started to grow jaded and I started to lash out at everyone around me, and that led me to picking up a Marvel comic. And I think uh, I think I might have been Runaways. I picked up a collection of it, and uh, it was really good. It was really good. Um, I think I read Why the Last Man first and then read Runaways. And both of those hit for me when I read them. And currently only one of them hit for me, you know, revisiting the last few years. So, um, yeah, read that. And then I haven't read more Runaways than this, the, the Ryan on run. So I'm very oh, excited for, for, for Run of May, which we're in. Except for the spoilers that these two keep posting in the Discord. Well,
0: okay, in... My defense, I did think that you had read more than just this 18 issue run when I was <laughs> bringing things up in the uh, discourse. he's not a
1: connoisseur of runaways like us reading every issue any of these characters have ever appeared in.
2: So they did the 18 issues in uh, the original one, then the next run with Brian K. Vaughn was 30 issues long or it like continued away. Brian K.
1: Vaughn wrote like, yeah, Brian K. Vaughn wrote another 25 mm-hmm. issues after this, and then Josh Jeez. Whedon. Finished off that volume with issues 26 to 30, I think. And that's what
0: we're going to do for episode two of run Yeah.
1: And then Terry Moore and Umberto Ramos did a 14-issue run, I want to say. And then the characters split off into a bunch of different books. And then came back in 2017 for the Rainbow Owl book. Which will
0: be episode three.
1: Yeah, which I guess the the splitting off thing is kind of where I got, learned about The Runaways. We talked about Marvel Now a few episodes ago, the Hawkeye episode, and one of the Marvel Now books that I read and really liked and really appealed to me when I was 14, probably, was Avengers Arena, uh, which is more or less at the peak of Hunger Games' popularity that Marvel was like, what if we did a Hunger Games with, like, Teenage superheroes, and two of those teenage superheroes were Nico and Chase.
0: Interesting. Uh, from the i have not read this, so actually
1: not the rest of yeah, not the rest of them though. Um, they were doing other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I I read that, and I really liked Nico and Chase in that book, and that sort of I sort of worked backwards and read the the Bkv stuff and uh, the Joss Whedon run and the Terry Moore run, and then also Avengers AI and that one like all women Avengers book that Carolina is in and uh Avengers undercover, which is the sequel to Avengers arena. So, you know, you could say I, I'm would. a fan.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would think it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that out there. I, I know we already mentioned Marvel now a couple weeks ago, but I'm just looking at the books and it's like, you have a Kieran Gillen Iron Man book. You got Remender on Uncanny Avengers. You got, I mean, obviously, you know, Wade and on Daredevil, um Slot and All Red on Silver Surfer. Like there's a lot of go- Hickman on like geez. New Avengers. I think we should do a we should we should do more of those books. The Hickman YouTube, Avengers
1: I- thing. The, the Hickman Avengers run would be it'd be a really fun book to do an episode on, but those things are like it, I'd be curious what you guys would think about the Hickman Avengers stuff because really does Moon
2: Knight by Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby. Like cool. Except oh no, not anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, no,
1: I yeah. So I yeah have a long history with Runaways. Not that doesn't date back to like when they came out, but I have read I, more than once have read have read every single comic that features these characters to the best of my knowledge.
0: I I mean I I didn't start reading Runaways when it started coming out, obviously, but um I I don't I. I was probably like 16 or 17 the first time I started reading Runaways. I used to hang out at my local Books A Million and just uh, sit in the aisle and read comic books. And uh, I like...
1: She used to be a thief is what she said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was (laughs) an intellectual thief uh, stealing the knowledge from the books instead of buying them um but i ended up meeting like this uh my friend and i ended up meeting these other people who would also do the same thing and uh one of them was like oh you should read runaways it's really good and i like had you know i'd grown up reading a lot of manga and i had read some the only up until i started going to Uh, Books a Million, I think the only comic book, like western comic book I had read was um, Ultimate (laughs) X-Men which my uh, cousins owned several uh, volumes of and I was really into the X-Men as a kid. So uh, I had like a... Which
1: I believe actually has Molly in it, right? Um, you know, Like she's a character in Ultimate you X-Men? You know, it,
0: she might have been, but like by the time that I, like the, there was such a gap between me reading Ultimate X-Men and me reading Runaways sure. that like it wouldn't have even occurred to me to like uh, connect the two if I had even yeah. remembered. But uh, yeah, like I, you know, I had been reading manga and I had read some, I had started reading more like, I think I had read Why the Last Man at this point, and then I was recommended Runaways, and I just, this was just like... If there was a book that was designed in a lab to get me into the Marvel Universe, it's Runaways. Like, it's got everything I could possibly hope for in a comic, uh, and it's, like, the perfect entry point for me because it, like, has this group of teens who, uh, like, are not traditional superheroes and but they end up running into and crossing over with a bunch of other superheroes so like this is how I found it this is the first time that I encountered uh characters like Cloak and Dagger uh which we'll talk about because they show up in the first 18 issues and like I just was just immediately charmed and I read a whole I don't remember where I stopped reading Runaways but it was like pretty far in it was uh definitely after the joss whedon run somewhere around there but i don't remember exactly where and i've read some of the rainbow Rowell, uh i read like 14 issues i believe of that runaways when it can still one of my favorite comics even and, and I, I can i've revisited it and i can still say that
1: <laughs> were you at all worried like had you read the Vaughn Runaways stuff like in like sometime in the last few years, since we've all had this sort of collective realization that Vaughn kind of sucked as a writer at this time. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, and, and, and I, to, uh to, to p- sort of bring back something that you said in a previous episode, I, I wouldn't say that he sucked as a writer, but he, like yeah, anytime harsh. politics comes into play, like it's just, you know, like, Wildly strange and all over the place, but luckily politics does not come into play at all in this book, so it can uh, remain uh, as it exists. Aside from yeah. like and- you know, like there are a few things that characters say that are not like in fashion anymore, but it is very real to the time period. So I'm like, whatever, mm. you know.
1: There's the there are- moment in issue three where Alex says, "We got to West Wing it." Oh my I was thinking more I, of like in, like out loud. The, in like no, the first
0: I, pages when he uses the slur or.
1: Uh... The, which is like
2: reading that in 2023. And then, like, so he uses the slur And then the response to their character is like, hey, my cousin's girlfriend's the slur yeah. It's like.
0: <laughs> no, but
3: that's literally how that
0: might have happened, too. And also, there's like one uh, panel where uh, Chase calls Old Lace gay for no reason. He's like, "You're gay dinosaur," and I'm like, "What? You
1: and your gay dinosaur?" Yeah. But no, I. Well, how do we know? How do we know Old Lace isn't? I mean, yeah,
0: we don't know, but that's definitely not what Chase was saying.
2: No, it's not. It 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 has like the the like. I was talking to this about John like I think yesterday, the day before, just quickly, and it was like. There's points in it where it's like, okay, this feels like Brian came on at the time, but it's never two two of those moments in a row. It's like a moment of that and then like four issues go by and then there's another moment and you're like and then it goes by because it's like the pace is good enough.
0: To actually answer your question, I did reread uh, a bunch of this run back in 2017, right before the TV show came out.
1: Gotcha. Okay, okay, so cool.
0: like I yeah. was I was still pretty confident in uh going back and rereading it again. Um But uh I, I actually I I was like, yeah, I read this pretty recently and then twenty six uh, twenty seventeen is like six years ago or whatever.
1: <laughs> no, I, I read all of this last year and because I reread all of the, the Rowell run and I was like, ah, that shit's really fucking fire. I should go back and reread the rest of Runaways. Yeah. And I I did have a moment, this was like around the time we recorded the Pride of Baghdad episode, so like months before it came out, Mm -hmm. and we we read Why the Last Man for the comics podcast, and I definitely was like, I don't know if I want to go back to the BKV Runaways, because what if it really sucks? No. And... I convinced myself to do it. It does not really suck. It's it's really, really... It's still really, really good. Like, there's yeah. plenty... Yeah.
0: I, I have plenty of, like, nits that I can pick with it, obviously. But, like, I still think that it holds up.
1: Oh, totally. Like, mm. there, I think it's pretty unquestionable that, like... At least on the writing side, this is probably Vaughn's strongest work pre-Saga and Paper Girls era... I can't yeah. think of anything else like that comes out before saga that is quite at the level of what he's doing in, uh, in And I
2: think I mean I I think like at this time I might not have agreed with you. I'd be like, no, why the last man? Oh, it's so dark and twisted and it's crazy and stuff going on. But it's like yeah, it's it's rare to, to have these books age well that you know twenty years later. Mm-hmm.
1: Even discounting the sort of like do they age well, what were Vaughn's like Vaughn kind of had fucked up politics at this time this just like on an issue to issue structure, these feel these eighteen issues feel and uh, this isn't to say that like x machina or y or anything is bad on that level, but just that like structurally these eighteen issues feel so much better constructed than. Any of the issues and X Machina is fresh in my mind, obviously, because we you know just read that, <laughs> but the, and, and you know I, I complimented it on the episode on 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 that level at least. But these issues I think are just on like pound for pound of, of a higher caliber of writing, um, and, and in part because I think what and this is something that BKV I think has sort of brought into is indie, indie work or creator-owned work now at this point is that they thrive on like the serialized superhero comic style structures of like everything has like a cold open and like a really shocking uh a really shocking cliffhanger and they just like over and over like the, he just repeats that structure over and over and then yeah. it paces the issues out perfectly to like either build to a cliffhanger or uh sort of like, work down from the cliffhanger which, in the previous which issue. Which is, you know, so
2: really impressive because, like, at this time, it was, like, you would have cliffhangers in books that, like, or, you know, cliffhangers and then also, like, covers of books that either have, like, there's a cliffhanger and then the payoff's like, oh, no, this didn't happen at all. Which happens a lot in this one, but it doesn't feel cheap. And I think part of that is, like, the pace at which this book runs at is, like, so fast. And it's, it's partly the characters are running away and there's, like, so many different places you're going to and, like, the parents and all that.
1: It's also that it's not just like that the things d- didn't actually happen that are set up in the cliffhangers but that you it they just he just recontextualizes what you see like my favorite example of this is I think it's an issue three or four where the parents are standing over Molly's bed and I think one of the Minoru parents like Nico's dad I think just has this giant axe in his hand and a really menacing look on on his face and then the opening of the next issue is his wife being like hey can you put the axe down like we're not and he's like but i'm trying to be threatening and she's like yeah but like they're kids we don't need the axe (laughs) you don't need the big axe or i don't remember the exact dialogue but like it's something to that effect of like you know diffusing the tension of the cliffhangers in ways that are like really are really fun which this book is just like really fun and there's more to it than that but it is
0: a blast who's uh everybody's favorite character
1: I I feel like mine. I'm probably pretty easy on the favorite character front, but
2: Nico.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's both my answer and my guess for Jean Luc's answer. Nico's, Nico's. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: It's tough for me to pick, but um, I also really like Nico. But I also. we'll we'll get into my feelings on carolina and also if at any point i say carolina just ignore me because i went for i went for many years just thinking it was carolina with a k and then like the tv show comes out and they're saying carolina and i was like oh hmm.
1: ridiculous
2: yeah yeah nico then like also like chase i like and like like all the characters are for the most part uh ones that are you know written well as teens and and some of the adults too i, th- I think less so the adults because they're more like not give they're they're gonna getting, they're given getting, getting a little character in like how each one cares about their kids or doesn't care about their kids but like they don't really get their own you know spotlight yeah. so much so
1: yeah the nico thing is admittedly a little bit colored by having read a lot of books and nico being probably the most popular character from this series and so subsequently getting to star in a lot more books than the rest of these characters. I mean, who
0: doesn't love a goth witch girl? Like,
1: Yeah, I know. She's awesome. And she has yeah. the coolest power. Like, I love the Staff of One. Um, yes. They they get more... They don't really get into, like, the gimmick of the Staff of One so much in these issues that, like, she can't re... She starts realizing it, but it's more in the later issues where it is explicitly spelled out that, like, she can't reuse spells. I feel like they... Um, I mean, they... I think it was mentioned they, once, they but like en- en- enough. So yeah, like, yeah. well, it becomes a much more integral plot point, like in the next arcs of the BKV oh, yeah, yeah. stuff. And then sure. later on is, is much yeah. more pronounced.
2: Cause I think in these 18, it was literally like, Oh, I shot pelicans out instead of, I don't know. Yeah. Do, do, yeah doing a, something else at a battle. It's
1: a scene where she tries to teleport and can't, Yeah. Uh, or, or where she says that she tried to teleport and she she couldn't teleport because she'd done it. That was the first thing she did, which is cool. And I think the like there's a
2: there's a D and D thing. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but it's like there's like um, it's like you you have a card deck or whatever, and like um, you, like when you're playing the game, you like do a card randomize and you pick it out, and each one has a different like thing it summons. Oh yeah, it's the but Magic: then it's, The it's, Gathering it's gone for format good.
1: commander where you can only have one of each card in your deck.
2: I don't know what that sentence is, <laughs> but i wish you luck
1: um but my my point was that like like i love nico but i I do think that there's actually like in these 18 issues i think carolina carolina has the jesus christ you fucked me up i think carolina i know yeah no i think i think carolina has the strongest arc even though she's not like as front and center as some of the other characters i think she has the strongest arc in these 18 issues sure I will always be an Alex hater. They keep trying to they keep trying to redeem him, and I think it's do a, they? I
0: also I hate was, Alex.
2: I hated Alex like when I read this the first time before I would learned you know what, what the stuff Alex gets up to.
1: Initially, I hate him because he's a gamer, and then he stops gaming. He, and it's, I'm like, it, well, well, it's well maybe he's, to, he's okay.
2: No, no, no. But he's he, he's not a gamer who says I'm done. I'm not gaming. He's a gamer whose parents say no more gaming, and he like you know games in secret. After that, he's not he's not choosing that.
1: He's also trying to IGL in an MMO. It's kind of cringe.
2: In like a role playing MMO where it's like, yeah. you can't say smooch.
0: So, so is uh, Alex <laughs> is Alex everyone's least favorite character? Yeah, I I'd was say so. Can you think of one? that uh yeah i mean everyone else well, is I like mean, I, I don't or, like tover i i made a me i made a meme about it uh all my homies hate tover and yeah. i cringe through his entire subplot because i hate him it's, oh my it's, it is a crime to make a vampire and make him awful and make me hate him
2: he just kisses two people and then dies it's like okay
0: fucking loser i hate him so much sure
1: that would be so epic <laughs> in my goals, goals 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 <laughs> He kind of right. popped off with that. No, he, he was cooking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um.
1: Like he dies making out with a hot woman. If you think about it, it's like. Well, no. He yeah, like. But, I mean, he
0: just he bites her and. Then, oh no!
1: Yeah, he bites her. That's he's true. he's just doing the next and, stuff, as they say.
0: And they're like, <laughs> Carolina, how did you know that your solar blood would kill the vampire? And she's like, uh, I
1: didn't she was like i, I actually I, wanted him to kill
0: me
2: yeah and it, <laughs> I, I love, I love how her that scene so is much. not she followed is up iconic. on too. i love how it like it's that and everyone's just kind and of like, like awkwardly like uh, okay. anyway
1: uh, our parents are still after us huh <laughs> well that's the that, that's what i like that's what i love about the carolina thing is that like that is constantly undergirding this and ever like you can't read any of her lines after that arc without being like oh this is a character who like deeply hates herself and wants to die and it like it never gets brought up again i think partially because like the characters are probably uncomfortable with it and not well suited to actually deal with it and also partially because like Brian Kavan is it's a not suited comment. to deal no, with no, this well, I I think it's less Brian K. Vaughn and more there's enough uh, teen girls self-harming in this book that editorial probably was like, hey, can we cool it on the suicide thing?
0: Yeah. um, So. You finish hmm. your and I'll say the thing that I was Yeah.
1: So so I don't think it, it gets brought back up even though, but I think even though it doesn't get brought back up for whatever reason, like explicitly like it does undergird the rest of the series and it does it does sort of get brought up again in the last issue where she says i don't feel that she doesn't feel that way anymore but it does kind of undergird it in a way that like really gives an edge to some of the stuff some of the like situations where she's in and the conversations she has with other characters in a way that i think is like it's subtle but it. It, if you read it as being there, it does really, I think amplify some of what's already really good about the book.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of teenage girls, self-harming. Um, I, okay. So we talked about Nico and how she's the coolest because she is. And like,
1: yeah, it, she has so much. Her, swag.
0: her power involves the staff of one, which uh, she possesses inside her. Cause her mom stuck it inside her in, during a fight. And, yeah you know whatever. It's fine. Ah, uh, she absorbed it like ah uh, anthe from Utno with the the sword of dios. and ah uh, so the way that she can summon the staff of one is that she has to like cut herself in some way, injure herself in some way. Um, they have moved away from this in more recent runaway stuff, I think. I know that they didn't mm-hmm. do it in the TV show, really, I don't think. Um,
1: it. It's kind of a part of, like, Avengers Undercover has this arc of her learning how to control it better. Uh, and part of it is, like, an ability to summon it without the... Well, yourself and it's interesting
2: because even in these 18 issues when she's talking to the vampire guy and um, she's like she explains her powers and he's like you know I, I cut myself and he's like oh yeah me too and he starts like sharing a lot and she's like no 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 oh, I that's, that yeah again. that seems yeah.
0: Really she's like funny.
2: i do it because i have to and it's like oh okay. yeah
0: and i like it's kind it's kind of a shame because like i i do think that like her having to like harm herself in order to summon it is like kind of cool, but uh, I also get that you know if, like maybe like moving away from that is maybe not the worst decision in the world. I
1: I agree that moving away from it isn't the worst decision, and they've also in the Rowell run they find a much better way. F- they the staff takes on a much more interesting role in the Rowell run, but I really love how towards the end of the, of these this part of Vaughn's run, like, it actually does start taking a toll yeah. on her too, where by the end she's like, I really don't want to summon it anymore. Like, there's that scene in Issue 18 where Chase tosses her the switchblade, and instead of using it to cut herself and summon the staff, she, like, stabs it's the robot so she's fighting in the eye. Which is a great moment, but I also, I, I really love the the, like, sort of, trauma that comes along with like having using her powers. Mm -hmm. I think that's a Mm -hmm. really interesting like character. Yeah.
2: It's a very like mutant thing. Not not, not that
1: she is a mutant, but like the whole like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, The idea that like the powers can't, the powers can actually be a curse and in, in yep. some very literal, I ways. guess I yeah. should
0: have uh, in like my summary thing, I, we should at least introduce the main cast people. Uh, oh yeah. We've got Nico. She is a sorceress. She's the staff of one. We just mentioned that there's uh, Carolina. She is an alien and she has like sun rainbow sun powers uh there's chase he has uh well he had the fistagons and then the fistagons get wrecked uh his parents were like inventors so he just has a bunch of like tech shit i think i don't yeah.
2: abusive inventors so he's got that going for him I don't, too i, don't I guess know,
0: uh, if if chase has any like I don't remember if he has any sort of affinity for inventing or anything or whatever, but... Um, no. There's,
1: it, they explicitly he, say at the beginning that he's like a jock who loves sports. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's a bit of a dumb guy.
0: There's, um alex who is the gamer that we mentioned and he sucks and
2: he's smarter than everybody else he's
0: like the leader but then it turns out that he was like working for their parents the whole time and it's like super obvious and there's molly uh she is a mutant she's younger than everyone else by several years and uh she's the best i love her she's so good (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, with, with Molly, there's there's it's just a great, like, you know, in, in a couple issues where um she's talking about, like, oh, like, I'm starting to bleed. And both her parents are like, I want nothing to do with this. Like, you know, she's around the age where she'd be getting her first period. And she's like, no, we don't want anything to do with this. And it turns out that she's bleeding through her nose because she's a mutant. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh... Oh shit. We're like bad parents and we could have figured this out. There was a really good
0: Molly line in like the last issue that I took a screenshot of. And it's, uh, hey Gert, do stuffed animals go to heaven when they die or hell? (laughs) 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 Oh, kills me. Uh, So good.
1: Molly is great. And she's also canonically stronger than the Hulk. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Heck yeah.
1: Put her in the MMO. They won't do it. Yeah, because she's 11
2: or something. Oh, yeah.
0: I, the no, only I, other, I only took two screenshots while I was, like, reading Runaways. And one of them is that. And the other is Molly picking up old Lays saying, Old Lays, play nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mo- Molly is, like, at least in these issues, is v- pretty much, like, just a comic relief like character. Pin- pin-
0: Pinkie Pie was the Hulk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. But and also, she, like, emotional she, core of it where it's, like... She's kind of like the one where they're all like, I mean, they all have their own things going, but it's also like, we got to protect her. And which is yeah. ironic because she's like the most powerful of all of she's, them. She's
0: well powerful.
2: She, she could be in short stints, you know? But
0: then she can mess them take up. A nap.
1: <laughs>
0: relatable. Yeah, she's so relatable.
1: She is really yeah. relatable. Does anything and then just collapses. Uh, <laughs>
2: I, I, we, we already talked about characters, but Detective Flores is, is my honorable mention for one of my favorite yeah. characters. He's just like, I'm Detective Flores and I'm corrupt and I'm working with the pride. And then he gets like his kneecap shot. And then he's in the hospital and he's like, Oh no, I gotta go. I, I gotta go stop Cloak and Dagger.
0: Ball.
2: And then he stops Cloak and Dagger and he just gets shot in the head for it. And it's like, Yay, Detective no Flores. No
0: good deed goes you, unpunished Detective Flores. Damn. Yeah, he's really funny. I love him. the line
1: that. The why Alex's dad says after that too, where he's like, "And if the rest of you don't find our kids, you'll be getting a retirement package, much like your bosses." After he just shot floors with
2: with like a shotgun, he's like carrying a shotgun, and he's just like, (laughs) "Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah. like you know that that's an ugly scene right there." Uh, This book is really funny. funny. It's like it's kind of.
0: I mean, that's kind of where it's really impressive how funny it is really.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like in this, in this sense, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Even in George White Last Men,
2: a very, very funny book. Very funny book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is wild, that like he has great comedic timing and he did not apparently want to use it outside. I mean, X Machina era, was a really funny book. There's- that's true. X yeah. Machina is pretty yeah. funny.
2: Yeah. And there's, yeah, I mean, th- there generally is funny moments in why, but a lot of it, then there's like, you know, it's just hard to get there. <laughs> it's hard to get there. <laughs> you gotta work
1: you gotta work for it yeah it's
0: true. um what did you guys think about the art
2: i think it is serviceable and i think that's all it really needs to be because the writing is so good and it's it's weird to say in the comics medium to be like oh the art didn't get in the way but this is like the definition of like it's serviceable you don't think about it too much and it like if, if you stop and look at a page the faces are like a little weird all of them but it's like it doesn't really matter. I feel like, which again is a weird thing to say because it's a comic book. Like, why wouldn't we just, um, you know, read a novel of this? But I, th- I think it's fine. I think Adrian Alfana does well enough.
1: I'm gonna say it does matter because it makes this book a little bit hard to get through sometimes. If you don't just ignore the art, like from, I I should clarify that from a visual storytelling standpoint, like Adrian Alfona does a very good job. Like in terms of like conveying movement and character emotions through like their body language and stuff like that. Like, yeah, he's, he's clearly very good at that, but the style is like this weird sort of blend between manga and like control alt delete style web comics that is that was I guess popular at the time but is like hard for me to to really like look at for too long
0: yeah and I hate
1: to be that guy about it but like I like I, I agree that I said it's serviceable insofar as like the rest of the book is so good that I will just continue reading it regardless but I I do not like the art in this book
0: I I have mixed emotions about the art because uh when I was when I was a teen reading this book I loved this art I thought like I I liked the style and I feel like in a way that like it's kind of the perfect style for this book coming out at the time that it did and I don't like in a way if, if it had a different art style I think it would just make a for a very different book like it's a it's sort of a like microcosm of like the moment that it came out because you're right like it is very like manga influence very like webcomic influence and while I 100% agree that looking at it now like all of the wonkiness stands out to me so much more and like it is like a little harder on the eyes but like I don't know, like, it's also kind of perfect in a way.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, totally. I think from a, if you look at it from, like, a marketing standpoint, like, the audience that this book was targeting, like, it made a lot of sense for it. to. They were
0: targeting me, and I liked
1: it. Yeah. Success. Like, this book really is made for people who are, like, really big fans of early questionable content. Don't call me out like like this!
2: Questionable content being the name of the thing, not content that is questionable, but also...
1: Oh, yeah, that's a
0: webcomic.
1: Which I also really like, but, it, you know, th- this art style... And I, it, no, you you know, you're so right. I don't want to... <laughs> uh, like, it's... it's, <laughs> And I, I, get why they, I get why they did that, and I, I, I understand where you're coming from, Emily, that, to, like... I think
0: it's fine to, like, on a personal taste level, not like it, because even, like, looking at yeah. it now, like, it's definitely not my favorite thing, and if I, like... We're picking up this book now to read it for the first time instead of back when I did. Like I would probably have a little harder time with it and a harsher opinion. Mm.
1: And I think there's probably a lot of people out there like you who have nostalgia for like this era and this art style. So I like I and I totally I do still get
0: find that. it a little charming. I, I to just look like. At
2: yeah I just think I just think you'll look yeah, at it. I, I,
1: yeah and I have no the, the charm isn't there for me just because like I it's not something that I ever had like much affinity for I just yeah. think that it like the I, I'm not even somebody who like wants there to be realism in comics yeah. or whatever like in comic book art or whatever it's just that like the faces are just especially are just kind of ugly uh, yeah. I think the actions are weird yeah. in ways that I don't love yeah yeah
2: i will say it does sort of add when there are comedic moments i think the faces work perfectly for it like i think i i, I know they're there throughout but like when the comedy's there i think it hits my thing is like if you know we, we're talking about brian Kavan's other work a lot and if you look at why the last man like that is a gorgeous book where you know payaguer does really really good yeah, art totally. you look at you look at saga and it's like fiona staples art and it's like you can appreciate it for like you know the writing and the art together you can appreciate the art on its own you can appreciate the writing together for me run this runaways arc is like I'm not I'm not having pages of this in my room. I thought like, you know what? That I actually you know a page of this I I would like it but it'd be more so because I really like this book and I like that. It's not so much like and I really like this moment. So like, you know, if an, there was an original art piece
1: and someone was like, "Hey, you want it?" I'd be like, "Yeah, that'd be so cool." Um There's also something about the coloring of this book that I don't love and I'm not sure if it's because well, I don't think the Copy that I read it was digitally recolored. I just think this is from like an early era of digital coloring where a lot of it kind of looks muddy to me. Um, Like it doesn't like digital coloring now. I think looks really good in comics a lot of the times. Like there's a lot of really good like digital colorists who do do a great job. But at this time, I feel like I don't know something like the palette maybe wasn't there because like it's the the colors are a little like too blocky for my taste. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I it's. It does impact my enjoyment of the book, but again, like it's just the rest of the book is so good that it's not gonna, it it wouldn't like detract from me recommending this to people, you know, like, I'm not gonna be like the art is so bad, you shouldn't even bother, which I don't even think the art is like horrible or anything. It's just
2: Just not, it's not 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 a a highlight.
1: Yeah, no, certainly not. Sure. Certainly not.
0: Um, So, Alex, you said that this is the only runaways that you've read. Uh, John, you read uh, all of the. You've read everything that is in the, the all all the crossovers, the spinoff books,
1: all the. Yeah, all the all the Runaways books, like I said, Avengers AI, Avengers Undercover, they Avengers Arena, civ- Avengers Academy, they when they're on that for a while. Young Avengers, well, yeah, I've read, read all the Civil War tie-ins. Um, anytime these characters show up in other books, I read it. I was really tickled when a character who hasn't shown up yet uh, has made a couple appearances in the ongoing She Hulk book. Um, I'm reading strange academy every month just because nico is in it (laughs) Uh, um -hmm. there's i don't hate strange academy but the primary reason i'm reading it is because when they inevitably do another actual runaways book i will want to know what was going on you
0: want to know what she's been up to uh, yeah There, uh, one of the things I mentioned about this book is that heroes from other parts of the Marvel Universe often show up in Runaways. Um, how do you feel? I mean, I guess the only I thought when I wrote this question, I was remembering other instances that I that do not actually happen in this first 18 issues the only one that we see is cloak and dagger really and like and well, captain I guess, america I mean, Cap shows up for like a page like that does not count but uh how do you guys feel about the way that uh other marvel characters are sort of integrated into the the world of runaways and and how the runaways are integrated into uh other other parts of the Marvel Universe. I guess it, it probably bit a bigger question for John, but...
1: One of my absolute favorite things about the Marvel Universe writ large, and this applies especially to Runaways, is that nothing happens outside of the East Coast of the United States. Everything happens in, like, three cities on the East Coast.
0: I mean, in my experience, that's just true.
1: Yeah, well, sure, but... Yo. If you ever want to tell a story in the Marvel universe, but you want it to be just like you know, not fully disconnected from the rest of the universe, but you know, separate, you just set it in California. Uh, we talked about the same the same thing with Hawkeye, where like when they want Kate Bishop to go do her own thing, where does she go? California, because there's no other superheroes out there. And I I love that so much in this book because like there was there was West Coast Avengers before this. Um, but at this point in the Marvel canon, there's, like, nothing else happening on the West Coast. And I love the constant allusions to, like, oh, the crazy people on the East Coast with their superheroes. And, like, obviously they're aware of it, but it's like, no, we're normal out here. We don't actually we have, have,
2: like, we so have organized so we have crime here. We normal criminals
1: out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's all, it's which, all is connected. Why, which is why I love so much that, like, there's, there's like, a, a couple of scenes where, like, people are just so perplexed that, like, Oh, we have supervillains out here now, and it's like like it's really when good. when uh when the pride like start tries to frame uh their kids for kidnapping Molly and yeah. the perform being the ones who performed the like demonic rite at the beginning. Um, mm. I I just I love stuff like that. Like it's it, it's another element of the book that's like really fun when it comes up, but also like it just like lets that like it lets it exist separate from everything else. Yeah. Um, with the and obviously that changes later on, but like. With the exception of the, that Cloak and Dagger issue, where, where Cloak and Dagger show up and play a pretty big role. And I think Cloak and Dagger are a good, like, match for the Runaways. And I really like that I was issue. just about to
0: say that I think that as far as, like, first Marvel characters that you could introduce into the Runaways canon, it, it feels like Cloak and Dagger were just sort of right there. Like, yeah. that's, like, the obvious choice. I, yeah. They're, yeah. they're I like also, that it's other C lists they're also runaways. B list, B
1: list. Yeah. B list Cloak, Cloak and Dagger. Dagger. They call and
2: they call them B list in the book, so I want to respect that. I want to respect what they think of themselves. Cloak
1: does have a big moment in Civil War that probably elevates them to, to What do you B-list? guys think about Cloak? Please and Dagger never talk
2: in about general. that I don't know them other than this.
1: They I, yeah, I don't know and that so, I've in Civil War, I guess. I don't know that I've read them outside of they show up again in runaways mm-hmm. later on. Nice. but i don't know that outside of that i've read them other than in event books and like when there are yeah. team books like i think they, they've they shown up like in maybe uncanny avengers i don't remember where it was but because in this they, they show, they up, show like, up
2: they show up and they're like sent by detective flores who's just like you know mvp yeah. he's really grinding he's he, um, he he's in a hospital bed his leg is shot and he's like hey cloak and dagger get these kids and then you know they go and turns out that they end up talking and then um they're yeah. going to they're like we're going to go to the Avengers now and then they get mind wiped and all that but
1: um Yeah. But you know, I, from what I know about them from reading stuff like this, I like those two characters. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't I'm I don't have like any particular attachment to Cloak yeah, and dagger, th- to be honest. My
0: my primary attachment to them is through their involvement with <laughs> Runaways. Uh, they had a TV yeah. show that came out. I
2: on hulu oh yeah
0: i had a friend i that, think that was
2: about the time is runaway yeah, too it right came, like right after yeah.
0: runaways i think or like uh right mm. after runaways started i had a friend that watched some of it and i think liked it but i just uh never got around to it unfortunately well, well
2: yeah and, like what i like about like the sort of like oh there's no superheroes here and like alex's parents just control all the organized crime and they're like oh you need a permit to do crimes like there's like a line in there yeah. where they're like oh these two vampire guys didn't even get a permit like we gotta look into that it's just like a nice little touch about like how much they control and everything but they can't control their children's lives anymore can they no because they've run away
0: um something one of one of the the lines of my uh summary that i think i uh left out uh was that uh the series was canceled in september 2004 after issue 18, but then after uh, high numbers of trade collection sales, Marvel revived the series in February 2005.
1: Uh, yeah. So I, I think what happened is it canceled isn't exactly what happened because like BKV and Adrian Althona knew that they were doing more issues after run, like before the book actually ended it was more that they switched the form, the release format okay. because they killed the tsunami imprint. And that this is mm-hmm. my understanding of it at least. And then runaways got to be like a normal Marvel comic for real comic book readers. So.
0: Okay. And that might be true. Uh, that, I'm just the going off the of the, the base amount of research that I did when I was compiling notes, but yeah. like mm-hmm. runaways is a book that has like changed a bunch over the years and been like stopped and restarted. Like, why do you think that that is like, what is it about runaways that uh, makes people want to bring it back? I guess this is probably this might be a-, a question to revisit also once we have done all three episodes of Runaway, but
1: yeah, but it's something wonderful.
0: that I was thinking about. Sorry,
1: I hit my mic. One one thing that I one thing that I really like about Runaways, and that this is even present just in these eighteen issues, is that because these were new characters in two thousand three, and much to my chagrin, never really ascended past being like B tier characters in the Marvel universe, they actually can have permanent status quo changes and th- you can do a lot of different yeah things they're not the legacy characters. names so they're, they have a yeah. lot
0: more flexibility and freedom with what that's something that i actually had not considered that before but now that you've just brought that up that makes so much sense
1: yeah because like even over the course of bkv's run like a lot of stuff changes uh, with the care a lot of the status quos change and a lot of it is seeded basically from the beginning like You know, Carolina coming out as a lesbian in issue seven or eight of the next run of the next set of BKV issues is like. The least surprising thing in retrospect. Honestly, yeah, going back. (laughs) Things that she says.
0: I, okay, so I'm going to talk about this more in a minute because it is my next bullet point. But when I read Runaways the first time, like, I totally missed every single sign. But going back and rereading it, it's like, it was so clearly there the whole time.
1: The whole thing where she's like... A little jealous of Nico and Alex the whole time, and then the scene with Topher yeah. where she's like,
0: "Yeah, it's
1: well, I just want to feel normal, so I guess I'll try kissing yeah, the boy and see if it it's feels so, normal." It's like it's all yeah, so like yeah.
0: meticulously like seated, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: totally, and and there's so much like like a lot of the, that stuff like even going back like the Alex twist is like the least. Surprising
0: oh yeah, it's so obvious looking back. Oh
1: my <laughs> <was>, like <laughs> literally, literally. Okay, the end of the issue.
2: I, I, it's like the end of the issue and they're like, one of our kids is like a mole. And then the next issue it's Alex talking. Like the first line you see on yeah, the first page is yeah. Alex being like, hello, I'm Alex. I'm super smart. And it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really Brian cave on. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting.
1: Well, but that's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, they do do... Vaughn does do some stuff to try to like misdirect you but like sure. I think it's written that way intentionally to be like you could have figured it out fairly who, easily.
2: who else would write a note these kids are not note writers Alex is like the I'm gonna write <laughs> yeah, a Alex note is, to you guys
1: Al- Alex is the only well,
2: one honestly
0: who's that's literary. the most Ch- compelling <laughs> thing
1: everyone else is lit but <laughs> yeah but but really, I, I do think that, like, the Runaways have that enduring appeal because – and I think it would be good to circle around to this, especially when we get to the Rowell mm-hmm. run uh, at the end of this month. Yeah. But, like, they actually get to grow up and, and change and be different characters. They're not even – because, you know, like, yeah, like, Kitty Pride is technically an adult now, and she, like, teaches at the X-Men Academy and she, the, the Xavier Academy. But, like, she really hasn't changed that much. Since, like, she was, and I'm just I go to her because she's like one of the other notable, like, young characters. Sure, I, I hate to say it, but Kate Bishop also kind of stuck in that, like, you know, not quite legacy character, but sort of a legacy mm-hmm. character hell. Um, of you know, we can do stuff, but we have to undo it in the next run or like two arcs yeah. later. It's, it's also whereas like, the,
2: it's just such sorry, it's you go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, I was just say like, whereas the runaway is like. When stuff like that happens, it's permanent. It's not, yeah,
2: and it's just or you know they strong... can
1: undo it, but through like you know natural means of like walking back a character change yeah. or something.
2: Any one of these characters could have died at any time.
1: No, really, but, yeah, yeah, but it's also like and it's one, such a one of them start. does.
2: Whoa, spoilers! But it's such a strong start for like like the series is just such, such a strong start for the characters that like I can see why like you know twenty years later it still holds up. So it makes sense why they're still popular because people are discovering you know even reading this one for the first time and they're like oh this is cool. And it's like, A, it's angsty teenagers who, like, don't like their parents for good reasons,
1: but still, it's like, it's relatable. I mean, the cultural references might be dated at this point in this book. Like, you know, I don't think kids are out there watching the West Wing anymore (laughs) Um, or or playing MMOs, at least to the same degree. But, like, the course... I don't think there's a single MMO player younger than thirty-three. I mean, Destiny's like still pretty big. That's like a that MMO barely type play. that barely counts.
2: World yeah. of Warcraft is I wouldn't say World of Warcraft anymore, well, but yeah. Like, but I mean, Final Fantasy like, fourteen,
0: like Roblox very
2: popular. Now.
0: Like kids yeah.
2: do not play Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> no, it's all. <laughs> yeah, no. But, I know a lot of people play Final Fantasy fourteen, and they no, yeah. Mean, like the,
0: yeah, they're all the in their thirties. The answer to something like that is like Roblox.
1: That's true. Like the, there is yeah. like that gaming, the gaming thing is still there. Or, for, or for sure. Which like if they you just, um, if they just change yeah. the art in like those
2: characters to be blocky, it'd be or, like, oh, I mean, yeah could wow. be, They could Thank have been you.
0: playing Fortnite in that first issue and it would be the same.
1: Yeah. Same It's thing. true. Yeah. The MMO thing specifically, I think probably doesn't hit as hard as like a Fortnite or like, Maybe that's what like I mean. Like the the specific, like kids are still watching TV, but they're not specifically watching the what? Yeah. No. And stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, even though the cultural references are dated, my point is my big bigger point here is that like the actual core story like isn't really one that ever can be dated where it's like, oh yeah, like like yeah, it's
0: like the, hey parents a bunch suck. Of, Like that's like an yeah, enduring I, I hate my, an enduring feeling and message.
2: Kids angsty learning about themselves.
1: I pay I hate my parents. I'm like really horny and I can't control my feelings. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's you like, know, yeah. also my parents might be controlled by these like old, you know, Hebrew demons. But that's pretty. You cool. know, they might cool. m- they might as well be. They, they might as well <laughs> be in my life. You know. Yeah,
2: and, and like again, it's like a what the the six characters are just such a wide range that it like it kind of hits most of the major yeah. like oh like things you're kind of feeling as a teenager. Like not all of them. Yeah, but I like, mean you've got yeah. like a
0: really good like sampling of teenage archetypes in a way that like works really well together
2: and only three of them are white
0: (laughs) yeah also I think that that was a thing for uh like runaways in the like even though yeah the cast is predominantly white like you know having like a young like slightly diverse team uh definitely made the runaways stand out in the early 2000s
1: yeah yeah, I, 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 and that is also part of the appeal mm-hmm. of the book. In ways that like other superhero comics from this era will feel dated in that way of like, because now like there's a lot more diverse yeah, yeah. characters in both Marvel and DC. But like, you know, it's it, you, you, it is kind of jarring to go back to like older Marvel stuffs. Like, oh, well, these are all like white mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Um, and this at least is a little bit different in that sense. So mm-hmm. we'll be, it will always be – it will in another way always like have some appeal to a wider range of people. And it's also like – it's also not like a story about teens that falls into the how do you do fellow kids school, which <laughs> many, many, many big two superhero comics that's do. That's a really good
0: point because like there's nothing – like there's nothing about this book that feels inauthentic and that's such yeah. a s- strength in its uh, favor.
1: This feels very akin to like the Wolfman Perez run of teen Titans, for instance, in that like it actually, but modern. I mean, if you
0: think about it, uh, they are kind of like, uh, yeah. they are kind of Marvel's teen Titans.
1: Yeah. I, Yeah. Yeah, like,
0: instead that of that being is,
2: like legacy superheroes, it's, it's legacy supervillains super and like going against
1: it. But like. it is it is funny to say that given that. Marvel had the Young Avengers, which were explicitly trying to be the Teen Titans, <laughs> and this wasn't, but actually does I, the I Teen Titans like, thing a little. Bit yeah, bigger. I feel like it yeah. kind of yeah.
0: captures what people like about the Teen Titans a the little Teen Titans. more yeah, than totally. Young Avengers. Yeah. Even though, like, angst, I mean, angst, you know, angst, Young angst, Avengers, angst. Young Avengers are great. Like, no, no complaints there. But
1: yeah, I mean, early Young Avengers stuff is a little rough. Kieran Gillen's Young Avengers run, quite good. Yeah. Um, But no, like the comparison actually largely is to the new Teen Titans is that it stems from like, it's a book that actually like, and this resonated a lot with me when I originally read it, that like actually takes the teen characters seriously and like respects them in a way that isn't like patronizing in the way that a lot of these books are that are like, oh yeah, this, you know, this character has like. This character has problems, but they're not fucking writing, real problems. You know, why don't you writing yeah. kids
0: and teens, it can be very difficult for certain yeah, adult mm-hmm. writers. And luckily Most. that's not something that uh Brian came on like I won't say that he always excels at it, but like there, you know, a lot of times when he is writing like young like younger or teen characters, like it tends to come off pretty authentic and natural.
2: Just having not read like any other runaway stuff and like you like you said, you have, you read like all of it, including like the Terry Moore stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. Are, are there times where it's like, I, I guess don't spoil the weed and a one if there is moments of that, but other times where it does, it feels a bit like how you do in fellow kids or is it pretty consistent?
1: I mean, we'll get to this, but to go back to Emily's previous question, like one of the cool things is that by the time we get to the Rowl run, everyone except Molly is an adult. Mm. Like they're all in their mid twenties in that run. Right. So I'm going to say no, that that one does not have I that say, problem. Like, some of the, um, not always,
0: the character writing isn't always as, like, consistently good, but as far as I can remember, I never thought any of it came off, like, to adults writing kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, like, yeah, I'm, Terry Moore is a writer who, like, had his experience doing that, so... You know, I think he does it pretty well. I'll say, like the Avengers Arena stuff, definitely a little bit. Uh I also reread that last year, so it, it falls into that trap a little bit more in terms of like, oh, they're like teens, like fuck okay. teens, kind of. Which, but mm. it's not. It's good. It holds up, but it's not. It's not quite there on that. But generally, I think like the Runaways have like enough cultural cachet that they get a little more respect than some of the other characters and they're also they also have like always been written by younger writers i feel like as well like because bkv was younger at this at the time he wrote Mm -hmm. this terry moore was kind of young i mean rainbow rowell i think is like probably early 30s when she wrote the runaways which is still you know, she's not like a forty-five-year-old ex-CIA agent mm-hmm. like some other comic book writers. Not any
0: names. Um, that's very specific. It could be any, okay. any
1: cia agent. It be anyone. Who went on to write comic yeah. books. Um, but no, I just mean like, like it, typically, like there are younger writers that get put on these books, which is on this book, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but there, there are definitely like you know, like reading avengers academy for instance which is like one of the books that leads into avengers arena that one is a perfect example of like oh yeah these teens are like angsty and they're like aren't they fucking annoying because they're angsty (laughs) that is the vibe that i kind of kind of get from that um Whereas this is much more, like, yeah, they, like, obviously, like, it's a little bit different because, like, these teens hate their parents because they witnessed them do a ritual murder. But also, it's, like, it, it kind of goes beyond that, too, you know, yeah. like, it, in terms of their resentment for their parents. Yeah. Which I enjoy.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's time for me to get on my soapbox. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Carolina. It's not really a soapbox, so, but um. Are
1: we going to North Carolina or South Carolina? Uh, we're Central? going to
0: fuck off, Alina. <laughs> um. Let's okay, go. So, I when I wrote this bullet point, I did, and my, John Luke and I both mistakenly thought that something that I'm going to talk about takes place in this 18 issue run. It does not. It takes place between. Uh, the end of this run and the uh, beginning of the Joss Whedon issues that we're going to talk about in the next episode, so uh, I have to talk about it here because we're just not going to actually...
1: You don't want to wait until Run of May 2024 when we do the rest of the BKV run I, to talk about baby, this? Baby, I could
0: talk about this all day, every day. Don't even test me.
1: Run of July. Run of July.
0: Uh, okay, so... In as we've mentioned previously, and we're just gonna have to, we're spoiling this plot point because we're not actually talking about these issues on uh, the show. And I haven't actually I haven't reread these issues yet. I'm going to but I didn't want to like, risk getting plot points muddled in uh, for what we read. Oh, I just pulled my earbuds out. Uh, I didn't want to risk plot, plot points from the issues after this getting muddled into my recollection of the first 18. Uh, so I haven't read them yet, but I am going to read them before, uh, next week. But, um, in like after the end of this run, uh, there, there is an arc, uh, that involves Carolina coming out as a lesbian and this I like this is the corniest shit in the world but I cannot overstate how important this was (laughs) for me as a kid like this was the first time that I read something that had like a prominent character come out as gay and it wasn't like a it wasn't, like, gay media. Like, it, the, it wasn't a story about being gay. This is just a... And, and I know that, like, characters in the Marvel Universe are gay all the time or whatever, but, like, I was not super...
1: Well, not really at this point. Yeah, well,
0: I guess. But I also just wasn't really into as much, like, of the, the wider comics universe at the time. So even, like, any other characters at the time that might have been gay wouldn't have been on my radar. But this, like... It was just such a, like, it was just such an insane thing for me to read, like, because it's it's really, it's really such a different, different landscape now that we live in when it comes to, like, queer people in entertainment stuff, like like when i was growing up like if i wanted to see gay people in something i had to like seek out a like i had to, i had to go look at the wikipedia page for movies with lesbians in it and add, secretly add them to my mom's blockbuster dvd mail rental <sighs> queue like yeah. i like i couldn't just like happen upon something and it have gay characters in it and like for for this to happen in a book that I was reading that I was really liking at the time also was just, like, the most transcendent, like, insane moment in the world. And this also, like, I'm gonna have to spoil another another important plot point that is related to this, but, like... uh the reason that carolina comes out in the first place is that there is an there is a scroll named zavin who comes and is like apparently uh carolina's parents uh arranged for zavin to marry her as like part of a a space truce uh thing but like Zavin is like a guy, and Caroline is like, well, I can't marry you because I'm gay. And then Zavin is like, well, that's not a problem, and like turns into a a girl scroll. And now that plot point seems kind of like weird and maybe not like the best the best attempt at having a queer relationship in a comic. But for me, like that was the coolest shit that had ever happened in the world. And like I just like even now thinking about it. When I like, I like I can see very vividly like these images of like Carolina and Zavin and like, like Carolina and her big pretty wedding dress on like the spaceship and stuff. And like, it just had such a profound effect on me. And it's why one of the reasons why Runaways main like remains one of my favorite comic books and in the in the show in the rowl run they have they have uh p- they have paired up carolina and nico it. uh back in the in the original comic nico was like uh, carolina obviously had a crush on nico but nico was like sorry but i'm straight and so they did not get together i i yeah like put, putting them together just makes way more sense and it's also just better for both of them as characters and also they're adorable
1: i also think that like if you like reading the vaughn run it is kind of seated oh, that, yeah. like nico is not actually into guys but is way better at like or maybe she is and is just bi or whatever, but is, like, way better at, like, yeah. hiding it than Caroline I
0: yeah, I definitely it, feel like, like there are, like, all of those seeds there, and it is sort of an interesting thing that they yeah. don't actually go, fo- like, follow through on that until much, 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 much later.
1: Well... Yeah, the the scroll thing I think was kind of an editorial thing because secret they knew Secret Invasion was around the corner. Uh, you know
0: and... I hadn't considered that actually, I... and I've been thinking about even as much as I liked Carolina and Zavin when I was younger, like it. I think kind of sucks that like they have Carolina come out as gay and then she's immediately like whisked away from the main story. <laughs> Uh, to, go, to, do, yeah. to go do yeah. space setting <laughs> like stuff.
1: 15, for like 15 inches. Yeah, majors. I think yeah. that that kind
0: of sucks. I hadn't, because cons- I, you know, when I was reading it at the time, wouldn't have really known that much about secret invasion or whatever, so it, it hadn't occurred to me that that was probably an editorial decision, but now yeah. that you bring that up it makes it makes it all make a lot more sense than it ever has
1: because it is really abrupt to go in that issue where it happens she goes from like she comes out to Nico mm-hmm. and then and Nico's like no i'm straight sorry and then the next page is the scroll ship coming landing and yeah. Zavin is there
0: yeah, and I, you know, I've been sort of, like, marinating on the abruptness of that plot line, and I guess it, it, there was a part of me that considered that uh, it could have been an editorial decision, as in, like, we will let you have this gay character, but you have to, like, shunt her off from the, the main story.
1: That is also very I, possible, Well,
0: I would like to the the secret invasion plot line or the 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 secret invasion tie-in is a much more optimistic reading of the situation and i would i would like to stick with that uh for my own sanity really (laughs) but yeah anyway that's my my carolina thing i cry every time i think about it this is crying in the book club and you guys have to deal with my feelings
2: this is crying in the book club (laughs) I uh, I heard the first part and then I had to uh, take. I saw that
0: you weren't listening to me.
2: I listened to the well. Okay, it was all very it was all very good. But I listened, I, I I got to just the first part and then you were like, and then spoilers You're not for even this run. Be was like,
0: those issues. Are you? Are you gonna? Are you? But,
1: that, but then you were talking about Rainbow Rowell.
0: I mean, that's only barely. Like
1: I. Some of the some of the Zavin stuff does come back up in Rowell. See, movie.
2: I don't I don't even know what a Zavin is, so it was a success. Yeah.
1: Um, also, I, I just one of the notes that I made is that Nico and Carolina literally hold hands in issue do, two of this run, and, so it's like not <laughs> very. It was always also, there, like, the very, no, he's not. But, but it,
0: well, no, you, you go and I'll say my.
1: I, I I was going to say no, he's he's not very subtle, but this goes back to what we talked about before, where I think the lack of subtlety there is like very intentional in terms of how he's directing the art. Like he wants you to pick up on stuff like that, and obviously, oh, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah you for can sure. do the whole discourse of how he's like. You know, maybe it was problematic for him to queer bait an issue two of Runaways I, in two thousand three. But I, like, no, holding someone's a,
2: hand is like. I, yeah.
0: I will. I I'm gonna say that I don't think that Runaways was queer baiting. I
1: oh, I was being no, no, sarcastic. no. I know, but no.
0: and I, you know, I didn't think you actually believed that. But I just wanted to like, you know, like that made me think about it for a yeah. second, and I I feel like. I feel like it's something that if someone looked at this out of context, they could come to the conclusion that it was a little queer, that it could have been queer baby, but like to, to ha- like build up all of the, the Nico and Carolina stuff and then immediately just go into the Zavin thing. But
3: uh,
0: yeah. I, yeah, like it just feels like all the pieces as they exist It feels like they were setting up Nico and Carolina, and then just had to change plans at the last minute.
3: Yeah,
2: and I I don't think, and and also Vaughn had. And I don't think that,
0: and I think that means it's not queer baiting.
2: No, and like there are a lot of moments in this book, like we're talking about, like oh, like who wrote the letter, and it's like clearly Alex, but it's like. You know, when you're reading, you don't know. And it's like, there's a red herring that's going on. And some of them is background stuff. Like, I didn't notice that they were holding
1: hands in well, issue two. It was just like a nice the, little, like... Oh, trust me. I, <laughs> I'd i be picking up on well, that in stuff. In the very Ooh. last
0: issue, when they're getting into the frog robot, uh, like... <laughs> he oh, yeah. says hold on to what's important to you or whatever and carolina reaches for nico's hand and they hold hands again so, it's like yeah. the most
1: big, big like damn that's so yeah, crazy it's the mom, most man.
0: obvious <laughs> shit in the world and i love it
2: cool. <laughs> like 10 minutes before that they were like oh and, you know nico's like oh yeah i'm not into boys and then carolina's like sick that's great but like and then like oh yeah no cool nice yeah
1: she currently is so good and normal like she knows
0: how to really be normal in her interactions with Nico
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I also have to say that I really like that it like sort of builds to it too because it it is a story about like there is that layer of it that like she has a lot of like internalized self-doubt about it as Mm -hmm. well throughout the, the the series and I think that like there is value to like Not just like jump to to like Vaughn, not just like jumping right into it and having her like be a lesbian from the start of the book and sort of have to work up to it because you get to tell it's a great
0: little slow burn. Which again,
1: it's another thing that like contributes to the book's like sort of enduring legacy is like there are probably a lot of there are a lot of like young queer people who go through that who like don't feel super comfortable like with that and like
3: mm-hmm. having
1: a character they can relate to in a comic book is probably meaningful to some people like yeah there's literally letters like in the back of like the last issue of runaways about like people writing in and being like yeah like i i you know this this comic was like really important to me for xyz reason and
2: can i read you guys a letter that has nothing to do with yes. that
1: Oh, I okay. know which one you're going to. Team
2: I'm, Runaways. Yeah. So, this, this, this oh, letter no! appeared in uh, issue 18. Why did uh, I say yes? Team yeah. Runaways. Did you
1: Why
0: m- did I say yes? I should have known. Okay. I did
2: read it. Last yeah. issue, question mark. What do you mean, comma? Last issue, question mark. Last issue is capitalized. What the hell does that mean? Did you type it wrong? Were you thinking of something else, like maybe the submariner or the Smurfs? How can there be a last issue and the story's obviously going to continue for years? You're just some kind of wrong person. Have it looked into. Your fan joss whedon what
0: look i man okay look as much as i loathe joss whedon as a person now i have to admit that having him do like a short run of runaways comics is sort of like the perfect like matchup of uh like i i don't know what you would what you call it in comics when you have like a like a famous person write issues i think of it like stunt ca- annoying well i meant more like i think of it like <laughs> stunt casting but with writers it i mean I, like as much as i loathe the man it's sort of a perfect like if you were going to do yeah. something like that, like he's the guy that you would think. He's, he's,
2: he's the unfor- fan casting at the time. And he was like yeah. the biggest yeah. shit in this community at the time. Right. Yeah, and, and the
0: like, fact that he was a fan of the book. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, you do kind of have to hand it to him because there's a non-zero chance that like part of the reason runaways got to continue was Joss Whedon told Marvel editorial that runaways had to continue and, uh, you know, it. I don't. I don't have anything corroborating that, but I
0: know, would believe it.
1: I mean, astonishing X Men was a huge book at the time, right? Like, it, and yeah. he was obviously very famous from Buffy or uh, Buffy at this point, Buffy already.
2: Roseanne, yeah those are the two and then astonishing were the three mentioned the letter of response yeah. by bkb he's like can you imagine
1: joss whedon wrote into us can this... you imagine the writer of astonishing x-men wrote in
2: astonishing
1: bro grant morrison's about to take over that book in like two years you can do so much better <laughs> oh,
2: i love grant morrison oh man they great they morrison had
0: written some runaways
2: i don't know i just think
0: it would be interesting i don't, I don't know, know if,
2: i don't know if grant morrison like yeah I don't. Yeah, awful fit. I, I don't know, but but I'd be curious too. Thing.
0: I don't know if it'd be good. Yeah. But I would read it.
2: I would like to see Grant Morrison. I, like I, I would probably not say no to it though. Like, <laughs> yeah, any
1: project, no, it's I, like, I wouldn't. No. But yeah, wouldn't be my first choice. Um, wouldn't be my first choice.
0: What would you guys do if you found out your parents were super villains?
1: Murder them in their sleep. Hi mom, hi dad. Uh, Thanks for listening.
0: Do
1: your parents listen to this podcast? No, I don't think God. so. I, when I met Alex's mom, this is when the comics podcast was still a thing. She said, "I used to listen to oh, your podcast, no. but there was too, but there was too much swearing." And I was like, "Yeah, Chad really has a foul mouth." Well, on him. she thought that you
2: were the swearer, like, because, because, okay, like, <laughs> sure, well, like I, yeah, swore, but like, Chad in those early episodes was just like <laughs> dropping <laughs> f bombs all the time, that's and mom true. was listening <laughs> that, to that's, it. That's true. And then when I went to New York Comic Con and I was like, yeah, I saw Jean-Luc, he's like, oh, is he the one who swears? And I'm like,
1: well, not,
2: no, but. (laughs) Yes,
1: but not, not, probably not the one you're thinking of. Yeah. I would, I would, I would join them. I think it would be epic to be a supervillain.
2: That'd be cool. I I think it'd be different if you're like in a group of people who you see once a year. If you're in like the runaway setting where you're like, you find out all your parents are supervillains as opposed to like, you just find out your parents are supervillains.
1: I got to say, my the children of my parents' friends, not my homies. Those are yeah. those are not ride or dies. I mean, good that, for these ca- characters that they are. But
2: I mean, they weren't ride or dies,
1: really. Yeah, I mean, they, they
0: were ride or dies until they,
2: they were like important. They but they be. You, they could become ride or dies. Call them yeah. up, call them up, and tell your parents to like, you know, I can't say it here just in case <laughs> you go through with it. Um. Yeah, <laughs> Emily, what would you do? Um, if Your parents were I would... villains of the super variety.
0: I don't think I would join them, but I would probably use whatever influence they had to my own advantage. Nice, yeah. Uh,
1: one thing I have to say, I really like about the—I'd um,
0: be a criminal nepo baby. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Bring
2: season three of um, like um, what show was it? Never mind. I was <laughs> going to
1: say like like Carmine Falcone's daughter in uh the Long Halloween, yes. who he will will not let do cool shit, but she yes. rocks. Yep. Um, I, I want to say I one thing I do really like about the pride and this is kind of like a retrospective thing and I don't really think that like BKV was really going for this re- interpretation of those characters. I think it really comes down to like we need to like what seems like a reasonable reason for teens to hate their parents. But I really do love like the nihilism of like. Let like a bunch of rich people just being like, "Yeah, the best thing that we can do, like, yeah, we are going to destroy the world, and like fully accepting that, like, they are going to end the human race, and being like, but you know, we'll actually, it'll actually be pretty fucking sick for us in the twenty-five years in. I mean, like, that's so. Let's just like it is a, it is a great. It's like what I think is an interesting reading, and it only hit me on this like reread of the book that like there is something there about the way that like you know." the capitalist class and billionaires accumulate wealth is that it is necessarily destructive. I'll be gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: You know, it's almost so obvious that I have to wonder if it wasn't intentional because like, well, that's.
1: On the one hand, I kind of hope it wasn't because the Gaborim are from like Jewish scripture Uh, and there's something a little weird about maybe perhaps if you do that reading there are you have to also do the like parallel anti-semitic tropes reading as well uh which i don't really think is no i
0: don't think so either
1: going for here i do think that like just on a on a pure level of like they are they are they have fully bought into the idea that like yeah, they can destroy the world, and like it's fine if they do because you know, yeah, the the well, rewards for the personal rewards and, are so great.
2: And and the whole thing um, was that like the the guys were all like, well, if 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 you guys don't say yes, we'll pick someone else. So it's like it is like an opportunity where in 25 yeah. years the world will end. We may as well cash in and yeah. save ourselves.
1: Um, and it's it it really is the same sort of like nihilistic logic that you have to buy into to like fully yeah. engage in like capitalist exploitation yeah because
0: i mean like that's um, i mean that's what's going on with the people who are currently destroying the planet is like yeah, yeah like they are literally ruining the world but like they are gonna have a bunch of money in the meantime and they're probably gonna die before the planet dies
1: yeah and they're all the the, the pride are also like kind of the 2003 version of like anti-woke columnists for the New York Times. Cause Gert's parents have that, th- there's that line where they're like, well, when we got mad as kids, we didn't go throw blo- uh, bricks through Starbucks windows, you know, referencing like the IMF protests of 1999. So like it's, it's very clear. Like it's all there. And like, Th- you just see that same sort of thing like play out I- with it- slightly different context now. And again, like I I've sort of stumbled into this by accident, but again, another reason why it's probably very in these issues are very enduring, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it- the, the Gert thing, honestly, probably even more so because there's probably a lot more like 15 and 16 year olds who are like epic communists now, like Gert is at the beginning of this book who do not get along with their Dude, parents. Like, who d- think that communism is evil. I-
0: like even though like nico and carolina are my favorite characters like if you like to look at all the characters in this book like gert is the one who was most like who i was as a teenager
1: (laughs) gert is by far the most based character in this in this book um but not the favorite and i also love that like one other gert thing that i love is that like Her initial thing is like that she's arsenic and the dinosaur is old lace because like arsenic and old lace like okay it's a reference you're an old soul we get it and she decides that like calling herself arsenic is cringe but calling the dinosaur old lace is actually pretty (laughs) cool (laughs) so (laughs) what are you gonna do oh no I agree but also old lace is a great name for the dinosaur like that the velociraptor is just old lace I love it it's a it's it's such an unassuming dinosaur I will I I also
0: have to say that um. Chase and Gert are the only valid heterosexuals.
1: <laughs> well,
0: eh. I look—they
1: haven't introduced Victor. They haven't introduced Victor. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, fair. But I like—I even like when I was younger, I thought that the the Chase Gert thing was kind of cute. I—I I don't know. I'm a sucker for like a yeah. nerd jock ship. I, mean,
2: yeah, I like that they set yeah. up like Carolina and Chase, and then like it never goes anywhere is at it, all. Like, at, that like, is like <laughs> the
0: biggest. Like, neither of them.
2: Like, yeah. either of them. They're just, like, I hanging out. I think we're supposed
0: like... to maybe get the impression that, like, that Chase kind of thinks Carolina's hot, but I don't think he ever, like, gets to the point where he actually wants to ask her out or anything.
1: Yeah, for sure. But,
0: yeah, the, the ultimate red herring.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: um but yeah i guess my last question is uh have either of you i guess john you haven't watched any of the runaways show alex you only watched i think the last three seconds of season three is something that you said to Um, us before we started recording
2: yeah so i saw all of season one and then i just saw the last last three seconds of season three which is the end of the show Okay.
0: But cool. I haven't
1: seen. Okay, um, so I've been waiting this whole hour and twenty three minutes to know what. Oh it God, is we've been
0: for an hour twenty three minutes.
2: All right. So um, done in season three. Um, but there's some time travel shenanigans that happen in the show that I just sort of read up on uh, as we're okay, going through. Yeah. And basically, the big bad person is like some magic created by Nico's mom or okay. something. Um, they gotta they gotta stop it. And oh, in one timeline. Land- they don't. Yeah, Trigon. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> so in one of them, Trigon like kills them all except one. And then they travel back in time to undo it. Um, okay. And then the the cliffhanger at the end of season three is a little note, it says that Alex is reading, and it says, "I don't know if you guys can see it." It says, "Infiltrate <gasps> Wilder Innovators, hide Mancha, and kill Nico." Ooh. Oh, and then gee. the next scene is them literally like walking into the sunset, like as a group. Like, you know, like, hands on each other's shoulders. And there's, like, inspirational music playing. And then the, that's Runaways.
0: And then it didn't get any more seasons.
2: No, and that's it will never get seasons. I, I um, will say
1: that, that is kind of the plot of the Raoul Runaway run, which we will, you know, of course get to. That, like, there is something that happens in the future. And they have to come back and... yeah. Is that Molly yeah. with the pink hat?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's the end. But it's just like that's yeah. very
1: funny. Is that Molly with that pink hat meant nothing in two thousand three, and now means something? And they kept, obviously, they kept it. Like it's, it's, it's. That's yeah, just funny.
0: Thing I hadn't about thought it. about that in that context
2: what? until you just said this. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the TV show Emily? Because I watched season one and I was like, "Oh, it's yeah. okay. Like that's- it's pretty good to see it." And then I just that is about
0: the feeling that i had uh on it my wife watched it with me who was not familiar with runaways at all and thought it was just kind of okay and i was like yeah like this is fine like i didn't think it was bad it was not as good as i might have hoped but you know like i'm not really sure what my expectations were but um yeah but i liked uh you know i liked it well enough uh i'm probably gonna try to rewatch season one and uh see if i can get in some of season two uh before we finish run yeah
2: i think i'm gonna skip season one because i've seen it and just try to watch two and three before we finish uh run of <laughs> so we can have a little even though I know the ending this inspirational <laughs> ending at the end so
1: it is a little unfortunate that like BKV would go on to be like a really acclaimed TV writer, and they did not get him to write the Runaways. Yeah, TV. I imagine
0: yeah. he was this probably was, uh, busy, or they could not afford him.
2: This was yeah, one of the was, last ones yeah. that Jeff Loeb was doing, because yeah, I mean, Jeff Loeb did all the, um you know, the the Daredevil, the all those ones. And then he also yeah. did this one for Hulu. Oh, and this was like the last project that I he worked didn't
0: realize on. I realized that he was on this. <laughs>
1: He was the Marvel yeah. TV guy, like yeah, after I, he but, stopped writing You know, comics, like when yeah. they
0: moved from like doing stuff with Netflix to like having Hulu oh, stuff. Oh, sure.
1: Like, yeah, they, yeah, whether he would be there a
0: little there. more muddled, and yeah. I guess it didn't occur to me. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. But
1: um, I also found out that uh, apparently Brian Vaughn is attached to the live-action Gundam movie that is apparently coming out on Netflix. That's no cool. Uh, I hope it's
2: set in like two thousand and one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Wild. No, it's it's fine. Brian K. Vaughan wrote a lot of good stuff in the last few years. He's he figured it it's out. true. I actually think like on the, well, the ten BKV years thing, can like,
0: really change a guy.
2: <laughs> Twenty <laughs> yeah. years since this well, book came out, guys. Crazy. I also stuff.
1: think that it's it's like it's funny that BKV is probably like one of the only guys that this applies to, where like writing superhero comics was as opposed to like creator-owned stuff was probably actually good for him because. Like, I don't want to say Runaways has no edge, but like not being able, but like all of his like indie stuff from this time is like, what if I wrote like a protagonist who was a little evil and kind of fucked up, but like having to write characters that are actually the good guys, I think. There are a lot of
0: creators for whom working within restraints actually makes them produce better work. I think yeah. George Lucas well, is one of these people. I think uh, I think David Lynch is one of these people. Uh, I think I'll, I'll give. You I that think one. sometimes like having to like rein it in a little, or having someone looking yeah. over your shoulder to like kind of work out certain kinks or whatever. It. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it, it. I I think it works uh, for a lot of creators to actually make them make better work. Tell and that I,
2: to Kanja Club. And I, what I have to say.
1: And I think BKV figured it out because Saga definitely, Marco yeah. and yeah. are definitely more in the vein of, Which, like, these are not necessarily, like, good people. Yeah.
2: There's an interesting, I All guess, conversation we had about, to like, the evolution of, like, I'm not saying BKV, but, like, you know, looking back on his stuff where it's, like, he's gotten better as he's gone on. As opposed, to like, there's yeah. some writers who are just, like, the same stuff turning out for, like, their whole career mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um yeah. And like, like, like someone like, well, I guess uh, Frank Miller isn't really like that because he had some bangers and then some like, whoa. Well, some... he's kind of the opposite. you could He's like
1: the yeah. inverse like of. But he peaked with um, All-Star World.
2: Batman and Robin. So
1: that's that is true. He like. Yeah. yeah he like did a lot of great work, fell yeah. off, came back to do his masterpiece and then fell off but, again. And he
2: didn't finish, which is even more of like a even more of okay. like a, a, a move. They didn't
1: let like... him finish it.
2: No, fucking DC Comics. DC
1: Comics is terrified of what would happen if issues nine through twelve of uh, you, Bad, I, I, All-Star Batman Robin was hope, released. I,
2: it must be written. I wonder if he's talked about it, but like
1: they let him have. release three Dark Knight Returns sequels. They can they can give us the last issues of his health's not very good though. He better hurry. He's my he's
2: my um um uh, George R. R. Martin, in the sense <laughs> that like you know people. <laughs> People are worried they're not getting the Game of Thrones people books. Like, I'm worried yeah. I'm not getting the last three issues of All-Star. People
1: are like, yeah, people are like, all the people who have waited for Winds of Winter since 2011 yeah. don't know our pain.
2: They don't know anything. Oh, geez. <laughs> he painted himself, Batman painted himself yellow and then beat up Green Lantern in a room that was also it's yellow. That's
0: so like, good. Art. I no do think, one page think about that moment, like, at least once a week. <laughs>
1: Runaways has nothing that's as good as that moment. No, no. no. Is it better than All Star Batman and Robin? Sure, but you don't see any of them painting the room yellow and beating up Green Lantern. Oh, my God. No, but they oh. did
0: have a vampire bite Carolina and her solar blood caused him to explode. True. I think that that is a word. I don't think it's as good, but I think as far as Runaways goes, that's a pretty worthy contender for.
1: That is true. Yeah. That is that is like, also kind of really like really...
2: Even an all-star, like, Robin's yeah. in the background drinking lemonade, and he's also yellow. It's just like, <laughs> it's so, it's the layers, layers, the layers, layers. Are layers, layers, are much, layers. It's,
0: it's much more layered there, but like, you gotta give credit where credit's due. That's true. Do you think that they were, this is my last, last question, do you think they were intentionally baiting Joss Whedon by including a vampire subplot? <laughs> Uh this is a thing that that I've just thought interesting.
1: just now. Interesting. It hadn't occurred to me. <laughs> but I will say maybe they weren't bidding Josh Whedon, but I definitely think that like the vampire subplot is definitely there because the target audience are people who probably were really into
0: Buffy. And I is, was. Right? So, you know? No,
1: I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I think it I, I think that a, there's a lot in this book like that that is very intentionally targeted at a specific group of people who do not read comics. And I think you're kind of a case study of this continued to not read comics despite reading runaways. Like that's the thing. And and this is the thing that is kind of frustrating about like Marvel and DC is that they have at times gone out of their way to like appeal to non comic book audiences and but refuse to reconcile that with the fact that, like, the model for comic book distribution is such that those people will never actually find those books, which is why the like trade sales thing makes a lot of sense too. Like, I'm yeah. sure that like maybe it like I'm sure that like Runaways sells like crazy in Barnes and Noble, and it's
0: you know? like the, that yeah. that is the type of book that sells like crazy in trade. Like all, right, all exactly. the, yeah. like, all of the books that sell like gangbusters in trades are like these, not necessarily young adult, but a lot of times like young adult focused type books.
1: Well, books yeah. that are focused more either at younger audiences or w- women. Generally. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, fair. I, I, I was uh, saying, I just like, really young wish Marvel they did
2: the stuff like that yeah oh yeah just I, I just wish the more comic books did the archie comic style where you go to a grocery store checkout and they're there like it's just like such an easy yeah. way to like get there and like just, be in the
1: yeah it, it's just a bummer because like i love i personally love the comic book store ecosystem i just think that like it's uniquely bad for i mean
0: if they just did it's some getting, getting shit people to the into pre-order. the pre-order Model like even that like yeah. there's oh my no God. reason that you should have to like be pre-ordering a book months in advance before you can even read it to ensure its success. Yeah,
1: like, the it's the the called Marvel loyalty. Of, the Marvel thing of canceling books before you can even read the first issue is just insane. Yeah,
0: boring. like
2: yeah, like but books are canceled by issue five because like pre-orders aren't high <laughs> enough or thing. It's like nobody knows about this book. It's hidden in
1: a comic book store in the first place. Yeah. Like, give, give people a like, chance to it'll <laughs> it also really is a shame with like the runaways pop property in particular because like runaways is something that probably could be like on par with some of like the really popular like shonen anime and manga that were like really popular in the early 2000s because i think it hits some of the same people and for the similar reasons but like People just never found. Dude, they should have made a Runaways
0: anime. Sucks. Okay, like instead of the fucking live action show, oh, I, like yeah. they should have made a fucking I, anime, and it would have people would have flocked to it like insane. It would have been
1: it's always so cool. It always baffled me, like for the same reason that like Scott Pilgrim getting a live action adaptation well, doesn't really make very much sense a to Netflix me. Anime right 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 but but i mean like the the original the original adaptation i mean being live action like these are books that like are explicitly made to appeal because like clearly people love comics they just don't read american comics and as a staunch defender of american comics i have to say i cannot blame them for that (laughs) um but like if you're making these things that are like meant to appeal to those people like how do you think people like I think for for manga, like I think a lot of people work backwards, they like from watching anime first and then getting into like reading manga and reading the comics. Oh that yeah, it's like based a on. lot of
0: anime function like, wh- essentially as an advertisement for the manga.
1: Right. So like, why would you do a live action runaways as opposed to like because it's cheaper? It doesn't have to be like manga style, but just it's cheaper. Yeah. That I mean, you have definitely to pay and More people will will take it seriously.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah and it's okay. The idea, I mean, Marvel knows... Yeah, the idea that live action is, like, for adults and animation is for babies. But
1: Runaways is not for no, adults.
0: No, I know. I meant that it, more it in is, general, but yeah. yeah.
1: No. I, it is now because the characters are adults now, but, like, If you were going to start like a runaway cinematic universe, like it is not something that you would aim at. They really should
0: have done like a Netflix. Well, I mean, or like a Hulu cartoon or something. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. The the fact that they tried to do like a teen show, like, was so uh, incredibly misguided. And I just. And I mean, you could say that about most of the decisions that Marvel makes, but like it just it blows my (laughs) mind that it seems like making a cartoon is like the most obvious way to market this series. Like, again, like we said, like they are sort of Marvel's answer to the Teen Titans. And what is it about Teen Titans that has stuck in people's minds for so many years? The Teen Titans Cartoon Network show that was inspired by anime. (laughs)
1: That well, yeah, that was inspired by anime and the Wolfman and Perez run. That like probably is the sole reason that people have anybody now knows yeah. about like the Wolfman and Perez one run, like is actually like consistently in print in trade. And I guarantee you it's because there are kids who grew up watching oh, yeah. Teen Titans and are like interested in those characters. I will
2: say that uh teen titans go has 371 episodes it's the better show it's got eight seasons it's still ongoing that's
0: not technically relevant to what's happened what the conversation was. <laughs> i just wanted everyone it's, to know look, i just wanted I mean, to just even,
2: piss I, off some teen titans I, look, fans no
0: i actually uh have come around pretty significantly on teen titans go like i i it's used fun, i yeah. used to be a, a grumpy and angry baby about teen titans go but i've really come around it's, it's fucking. Hilarious. i was just
1: yeah, I was really mad that they canceled Young Justice, so I to Yeah,
0: I know you, John.
1: <laughs> they brought it back. I know it's all you good. are not as. as I wish they hadn't. I know
0: you are not as hot on the Teen Titans cartoon as I am, for sure. You especially, you no. don't have any of the the childhood nostalgia for it, but.
1: I don't. Yeah. Um. I I also think that it's like wild that like. Runaways is concurrent with the Teen Titans animated show and like all the... Like DC pumped out a ton of animated shows for Cartoon Network. And
0: and no Runaways. It's
1: insane that like... Well, not just that, but that like Marvel has never countered ba- countered that at all. Like even to this day, like there's a new DC animated movie every yeah. 6 months and my brain damaged yeah. ass keeps watching. Well, I have to say strong recommend the Catwoman one that came out yes. last year. I don't know I, if I've actually talked about that on I this don't show, know you've but I you
0: mentioned it, but you have explicitly told me to I, watch I, it.
1: Yeah. I I, I I really want you to watch I it. So haven't I think yet. you would. Oh, really oh like but I it. did
0: um I am almost done with Harley Quinn season 3 now finally.
2: Nice. Oh, man. I watched um, that show in 10 days. Seasons. I fucking love it. So fucking good.
0: And that's,
1: that even goes to show the thing where, like, I mean, obviously those DC things aren't super profitable or whatever. Like, I don't know how they even make money off those animated movies. Um, I, but, like, I imagine it's, it's just wild that, like, wild like, a, but, like some with sort
0: of like, you know, deal with HBO Max or whatever for, like, the distribution.
1: I think it is now, yeah. I. It's wild to me though that like with all the like cultural dominance that Marvel and mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had, that like there's been no real like effort to make quality. Hard agree. And I know there are some I, like yeah, animated no. Marvel movies they, that they came a out like of, a few years ago, but they,
0: they've had a couple of animated Marvel shows. I know there was a Spider Man, yeah, there, um, yeah. there, there
1: was Earth's Mightiest, yeah, there was Ultimate Spider Man, there was Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And I mean, but those are all based on like the movies, yeah, really. Like,
2: and not to bring those down, but like if you compare it to DC, where you got like the animated series, you got Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, like even the Superman animated series, like the quality level is a little higher on the DC side. And I don't know if that's just me being a DC fan, but um.
1: I also just think that like why you would do an Avengers show and put it on Disney XD, as opposed to doing a runaways show and putting it on Disney XD. Like, I mean, I guess people know the Avengers characters from the movies, but it just seems like such a no brainer to me that it's like bonkers that this property has like, the, the, the Runaways characters have now really just become this, like, realm of, like, hardcore... Something that hardcore Marvel fans really care yeah. about, and very few you know other think people give a shit about it or know about it, like...
0: You know what I think it is? I, like, and this is just spitballing, but, like, <laughs> on the Marvel side, it seems like there is a much stronger preoccupation with, like, making everything... Like canonical, like cross cross property canonical. It's, yeah.
1: it's brand management. Like, yeah, it's why they like when when they killed Captain America, they made Falcon Captain America in the comics at that it, exact time. And same I think time, that right? like, like
0: that because they are so obsessed with that level of consistency, it takes away any freedom yeah. to do stuff like these TV shows or even like making animated movies like this is because like with, with these DC animated movies like they don't give a shit if you know the whatever animated movie they've just put out is consistent with the DC cinematic universe or extended yeah, DC sure. extended universe i think is what it's called or whatever but but yeah, yeah. marvel is really attached to this brand management and consistency and that's why they won't put out they won't be more adventurous with their animated Stuff is because, like, Mm -hmm. other you know, they have to go through so much micromanaging of making sure everything fits, or
1: it's probably also the only reason, or
0: they feel like they have to stick with the versions of the characters that are in the movies.
1: Yeah, it's probably also the only reason that Runaways got revived as a comic in 2017 when the TV show debuted. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah, and it ran for. Three and a half years and ended around the time the TV mm-hmm. show ended. I, I mean also part of it is that like, you know, Rainbow Rowell obviously has an audience oh, outside yeah. of comics and came from outside of comics. So probably But I
3: mean although, this wouldn't have happened. I, th- there was an interview that was
1: right. Well, and but there was also an interview I read with her where like Runaways was not like a book that she initially was like she always wanted to write She-Hulk, which is the book she's writing that right now. And initially when she came sense. to Marvel, she yeah, she wanted to write She-Hulk, but they wanted they asked her to write the Runaways. I
0: am glad that they uh, because did. Because she had
1: written Yeshua. I'm stuff. glad that
0: they did. Uh, they, I'm looking forward to when we uh, cover the, the Rawl runaways stuff. Looking forward to reading more of that. But
1: uh yep. and I'm also really glad that they let her write She-Hulk because that is one of the best books. I, it coming just out it
0: right does now. not surprise me at all, like from what little I know about Rainbow Raul, that like <laughs> what she wanted to do when she got there was write She Hulk.
1: <laughs> yeah. But also, She-Hulk probably only got to be made because of the Disney Plus. Yeah, also, you know, like,
0: yeah.
1: It's Group, fucking yeah.
0: sucks, but... but it's a great book. I,
1: I, I oh, did it really? No no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I meant the the situation of the only reason this happens oh, is because of the yeah, TV okay. show fucking okay. oh, sucks. Yeah. I have not watched yeah, the, it's, the it's TV give and show. Sure. Maybe if we want to, yeah, if we want to read some of Rainbow Rowell's She-Hulk book, uh, maybe. Yeah, I, we could do I Rainbow can...
2: Rowell's. We could do She-Hulk month. Do some I Charles Soul in there.
0: I can watch the TV show, watch her uh, twerk with me and the stallion.
1: That is really cringe to me. Done and I, done. I'm not like that.
0: Upset well, about you know, it. Uh, my stance is good for her. They seem like they had fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's fine that that,
2: I, I mean, it's also like a show that I wasn't watching whatever. anyway. So I'm like, it was
1: like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. People are like, yeah, I'm, I'm so, not going to watch that. It's not my problem. You know what? Yeah. Like Marvel cinematic universe, not my problem anymore. Don't care. I,
2: I'm so proud I read, of you.
1: I'm I read, so I read you. the fucking comic books because I'm a real fan. Unlike everyone yeah. else. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay.
2: I don't think I could have the same. I mean, I'm done with like, you know, I don't know. I'm not like super into the DC movie films right now,
1: but this new slate, I'm going to try it all. Yeah. Like Swamp
2: Thing stuff, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold. Like Okay, I Blue
1: Beetle's been. not in the new slate. Blue Beetle is coming out this year. <laughs> That's, <didn't> yeah. <laughs> Jaime Reyes,
2: don't don't fail me now.
1: Yeah, it's crazy that there's four DC live action movies coming out this year. Oh yeah, and they're all like being under like the the Shazam one. I think is one I'm least excited about. Which Nick,
2: like after the Shazam movie came out would have would have changed. It's just like it doesn't look good, yeah. but I like that I
1: like the director. Zachary Levi is, uh, you know, <laughs> good guy.
3: He sure is. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: By the time this comes out, it wouldn't be appropriate for a cry space to be that that movie sucked. <laughs> uh, because that Shazam. movie will be out by this the time yeah. this releases. That's true. But. but let's just say it sucked.
0: Do you hear that sound?
1: I feel pretty confident in that assertion. But the first one was good. It's the same director. I don't know. I is, don't, is that we'll the see. sound of the Eminem song that they play over the trailer for Shazam! Got Fury of the <laughs> Do Gods? Do you hear that sound? <laughs> I think it's gonna be good.
0: It's the sound of the doomsday clock saying that it's time for our first ever cry space. It's a new, uh, new segment on the show that where we highlight something uh, from the past uh, two week interval between episodes that made us cry because we are crying in the book club and it is time for us to cry in this book club. So, uh, what what do you guys what what has made you cry recently?
1: I have. Because this is re- we're recording this in the beginning of March. Uh I have been deep in the uh Oscar's rabbit hole you of sure watching have. one of the Oscar movies. I'm sorry. Uh or well, not all of them, but more of them than is responsible. Cause my stupid brain still cares about that uh, particular award. I don't care about I like no no other award ceremony like even registers to me that it's happening. Like, not even other movie ones, like Golden Globes, BAFTAs, independent spirit, like They happen and like, whatever, not my problem. But the Oscars, I really, you know, I'm, I'm, I am unfortunately. ever since I won 50 bucks in an Oscar pool, I have become Uh, invested in, you know, it's a scam uh, by
2: the Oscars to get you into it.
1: Gambling.
2: Everybody wins $50 and then you're set for (laughs) life. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've been watching a lot of uh, Oscar nominated movies uh, that are not good and it has made me really upset uh, I've watched some that are good. Um, I really I watched uh, the Quiet Girl and Argentina 1985, which are two of the foreign film nominations, which both were good. Uh, I also forced myself through all of Women Talking, which was excruciating, and I really hate wow
0: misogynist. Like, I know.
1: What, I know so are what you talking about a film like... or were you on the bus, John? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, you know, every time Emily opens her mouth on the podcast. That's just true. <laughs> no, it's... whoa, It's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Lo- it's inspired lo- by I the Manitoba that. colony. It's Canadian. Uh, yeah, that movie, it was... Like... Sometimes when I say it, like, uh, sometimes a movie will have, like, heavy material and be like, oh, that was hard to get through because, like, the mat- it's engaging with really heavy material. Uh, and this one was hard to get through because all of the dialogue sounded like quotes from inspirational posters that your second grade teacher had in her classroom. Um, but, you know, there, there's there been – I at some point I'm going to watch The Whale and I might even watch Blonde. So I'm really in two like movies of that man. I would literally rather shoot myself
0: in the face than watch. <laughs> oh my Whoa. gosh!
1: There's one person who I follow who typically tends to have pretty good takes on movies that stands by Blonde as actually being really compelling.
0: Okay, um, I mean based on everything I've heard about Blonde, I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, go for it. I I mean.
1: You know, I the, it Andrew Dominic has made movies. I actually has like a really consistent record. I mean, you've
0: heard about the I, abortion most of what scene, I've
1: seen, right? Yeah, I, I was gonna say most of what I've heard about this movie is like not flattering at all. No, but on the other hand, Anna de Armas is really hot. That's so. true, and
0: that's very important.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you know, maybe I'll be crying about sitting through well, that th- th- all three hours of. As someone who just some watched
0: point. the uh, two and a half hour extended cut of the 2009 Swedish version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, yeah, like Ooh. I understand the power of woman hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never seen those movies, but I, I have always – I ever since I saw those posters as like a 12-year-old, I was like – Oh, like did I you see my into. tweet about
0: this? Because I said the same
1: thing. Yeah, I, I Okay, <laughs> I didn't see that tweet, but I, I did see – tweets to the effect of you thinking about yeah i wanted to i
0: posted movies. the the posters for the girl with the dragon tattoo and the girl that played with fire and i was like can you even imagine the impact that these images had on me as a 16 year old like <laughs> like <laughs> it the, yeah. the brain damage that Numi me <laughs> did to me looking at her beautiful image uh, in these movies. She's so fucking hot. It's so insane. Like,
2: in, in summary, woman, woman hot. Fucking, That's the official hot. stance.
0: Alex, what made you cry? That's so true.
2: Um. So, um, you, I have a beautiful baby brother, right? You do. With a he's full head a, of hair.
1: He's, he's not a
0: baby. He,
2: it, he's like a 19. Listen, whatever. any younger sibling
0: uh, a... is a baby. I'm sorry, John. to yeah. Your sister, you are a baby.
1: He's a baby. My, I'm older than Oh, you. I thought your sister was older. Oh. No. Just was...
2: Well, Jean looks younger than me, so he's a little baby, but not the point. You're not my cry space, so you're my happy space. Um, but anyway, Adam, you know, his his hair is in wow. his eyes. And he says, oh, my hair is in my eyes. He's been complaining about it for a month. I'm like, get a haircut. And he's like, no, no, no. So he decides to shave his head.
3: Pretty drastic he makes
2: haircut. me do it. He's like, can you do it? he does it and then you know it's all done and then i learned he wanted to do it just so he looked a little bit like walter white from from breaking bad that was his whole that was his whole thing now his hair's his hair short Is that
0: What adam looks like that's now? hilarious yeah.
2: well i mean that's him like putting a band-aid on and like a cut to like look more like walter white in breaking bad okay okay yeah 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 he looks a little more normal <laughs> Sorry,
1: i've met your brother in my so- life does it does not look like it. It did not make me cry.
0: Well, I, I have an important question before you get to, to the crying yeah. part. W- at, at any point when you were shaving the head, did you do anything fun? Like give him a mohawk or?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's the reverse mohawk. that's very fun in my, in my personal. <laughs> yeah. we, we also did the little like oh, yeah, old man, you, old man circle the, cut. Uh, the Sicilian monk. Yes, Sicilian monk. Also nice from the side.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's my haircut.
2: <laughs> and then, then straight on. You can't really see it, but it's like the, the middle's Incredible. gone. Um, but, you know, for those at home, good haircut. Good haircut. But what what broke me it was not this. I shaved his head. My beautiful baby brother. Gone. In a flash. Um, he's fine. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a cat named Pesto, yes. right? Little cute bugger. We learned that Pesto will soon not be alone. Because we're adopting his baby <gasps> sister. This little, this little ball of, oh of wow, little Siamese, with with little, with little tongue sticking out. So in uh in six, so by the time this show airs, there will be a new addition to the cat, and we're figuring out names. And uh, so far, it might have a pink hue or like a lavender hue. So I want to call it Kirby. And Adam says it's that's a terrible a great name. name. So that's Alex where we're at. Is,
1: Alex's mom asked me what we should they should name the cat. And Alex told me to just give him a Star Wars name, and I did not do that.
2: Balotique. you still have time. It, it hasn't come in yet. So.
1: yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be that'll age well outside of the one week time period when we're referencing. Tell that to Kanja <laughs> Club over and over in our. It's been going strong, right? yeah. This it's
2: Discord, Discord server has been you rough were this week. we going to name
0: after any Star Wars character. What would it be? Go. Volatique.
1: Uh,
2: oh, okay. Tell that to Kanja <laughs> Club. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: No, I, 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 I don't know.
1: I don't have any. I, I name. I think Lumpa, S- I name it lumpawaru That's Lumpies cute. Sure. Lumpy. Cute. Or
2: like I, I feel like the Siamese are kind of like little, little rascally cats. I'd be like Saboba would be a cute one. Like oh there's oh, Saboba. Yeah. Fucking Saboba. Saboba's <laughs>
1: was actually a good?
0: cat.
2: Yeah, name. actually, I think yeah. Saboba's a good cat
3: name. That's or
2: Quadroneros.
0: Ben Quatrneros.
1: <laughs> <Ben Quantaneros, laughs> yeah. Guy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh,
0: um, my cry space is that, uh, I, uh, played a bunch of the Splatoon big run that I mentioned earlier, but, um, or I don't remember who was on the recording or not actually, but I was telling you guys so. about Splatoon big run, but, um. I was hoping to break a like you you got like a high you could get like a high score for uh like you, you scoring the most points during a-, a round and you could like you know beat your high score over the course of the event and I was hoping to break a hundred and I did not I got to 92 and so that's my. My cry space uh, is that because the event ended right as we were going to record, which is why I was a little late. I was was playing one last game.
2: When Emily said I'm setting up, what she meant was
0: I I was playing. I finished (laughs) my I finished my last match and then I said I'm setting up because that is the order. order, Yeah, I was defeated. And the order of of events was that I began to set up once uh, I was done.
2: Well, I hope, I hope Big Man comes
1: back. because Big Man is he's always
0: there. He's, uh, an and it's, and I hope he's,
1: he, I hope you get to say, Hey, Big Man, like the new 100 Gex single. Oh, well, I was going, new. it's a few months old at this point.
2: I was but going, I was going Sweet Tooth. I was that's also thinking, also, all right. There's Big a lot of Hey, Big Man. Yeah, Sweet, Sweet
1: yeah. Tooth, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> when is Sweet Tooth coming back? The, the Netflix show, not the comic.
2: I've only seen the first season. Is no, there two? The,
0: the next season is supposed to be. Oh, the,
2: well, that's sad. Too. When it comes out, we'll do the comic because we're like Marvel. We like the synchronicity. Oh boy, like to I can't read the, do that I up. can't
0: wait to reread the Sweet Tooth comic.
1: Sweet Tooth comic is Oh banger. no, it's
0: just it's much more uh it's much more pessimistic than the, the show.
2: Oh yeah, the show's yeah, cute. That's why the it show's, rocks. show's very cute.
1: Dude, I, there's I, I should reread Sweet Tooth. I love how we fucked will, up that book is. It's, no, it's I, so I like awesome. Alex
0: is right. When whenever Sweet Tooth season two is supposed to be coming, we will do the comic because uh any excuse to reread it and also uh that'll give me uh something to hold on to while I wait for Sweet Tooth season two. <laughs>
1: allegedly coming this year it's supposed to be to quick biggest news
2: oh my god when this is out riverdale the final season will have premiered it's premiering we'll later sp- it's, we'll it's premiering in march
1: to, we'll be doing weekly <laughs> conversations actually oh, maybe we should
2: we should do the archie comics should, mark wade run a little bit maybe we should,
1: maybe we should do that maybe we should do like
2: a movie month no t-shirt? no no
1: like we should do you an episode for oh we yeah weekly episodes you guys are you guys, are you guys
2: caught up Are you guys caught do, up yet?
0: i i'm caught up we i we can, can catch
2: do, up. Like, a, a, you hey, john look there's so much good segment. stuff there's so much good stuff
0: we do a segment about riverdale that's all i'll say
1: oh, you know what we should do a segment and then i can like i'll edit the ends of the segment out for the weeks that riverdale uh, to try to make it match up
2: <laughs> damn that's hot that's hot
1: all right
0: well
2: Wow. Oh,
1: that might not work. We'll
0: figure.
2: I it. guess it. this
0: brings like us it. to the end of the show because we've been recording for two hours.
1: What the That's fuck? A long time uh,
0: So if you would like to check us out on Twitter, you can do that at Crying Book Club. Uh, please rate and review us five stars on your podcast platform of choice. If you would like to find John Luke Bottle on the internet, you can do that at Twitter at Mountain Dew Liker and...
2: Oh, i can't edit
0: box at jl Botbull. uh wait did can you not edit the the google doc
2: no i was gonna change my um my uh twitter to oh, a different what's handle
0: what's your twitter
2: handle i put it in the chat oh um yeah I don't you, <laughs> <to know. laughs>
0: you can find alex on the internet at jeff john's Lover. <laughs>
1: You should. You should. Is that, should, is like, that taken? Should, it's not taken. I just looked. All right. You well. can
0: find me on Twitter at Impandanata or Letterbox and Twitch at panda boar or the podcasts Imagine Me and Utuna, the Fresh Podcast Market, and That Looks Terrible, which is live as of this recording. There is an episode of That Looks Terrible. It exists. I haven't listened to it. Because I'm probably not going to, because I hate the sound of my own voice, which is why this was a very weird profession for me to end up in. Uh,
1: I don't see it in my podcast. In it, my podcast. Um,
0: and it I know that it is. It, it is up on the website that Ann, that uh, at Anchor that Annie used to edit it, but uh, or uh, okay. to upload it. But I know that mm-hmm. uh, she still has to submit it for like iTunes and stuff. So
2: okay. I'm 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 excited.
1: we promoting
0: it. Uh, Wow,
2: I'm excited. You need need
1: a social media intern.
2: I'm excited to listen to the 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 uh, the Winnie the Pooh episode. That'll be a a Uh, long that'll be a long time
0: coming. But the the Winnie the Pooh episode was really
1: good. Yeah, I I think is that a weekly show? Um,
0: I think it's going to be every other week.
1: Okay, so. It'll be soon, probably by the time oh, this maybe, comes out. Oh, maybe,
0: yeah. I, I didn't think about that. But... It might
1: be like a, it'll, it might only be a month or two, a month yeah, or two away. But
0: uh, I well, was on that episode, yeah, but... if you're wondering.
1: So if you hate me, don't listen to it. <laughs> 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 if, if if you hate John Luke, why
2: are you here at the hour fifty eight minute right? mark? I'm like, I don't know. You just want to hear me to be sickos. Say some dumb shit. Sickos. But, uh, sickos. Uh, yeah, they're they anyway, Um, I, I mean, the,
0: the, the episode after uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is gonna be. Uh, part one of Velma with Alex because if we record uh an episode about more than a cu- the first half of the the Velma TV show then we'll make the mistake that we did when we watched all of high Guardian spice and recorded a four hour episode
2: so are we recording in one we're, setting or are we gonna have we're two sit downs
0: sit downs it's just gonna be the first one okay and then we will
1: schedule a- damn a
2: return guest I, I feel know, so honored. Right?
1: You'll be the first returning guest. I think guest, so.
0: Yeah. Right? Wow. But, uh, if-
1: and Chad was on that. Chad was on that show too. This so if you like the Chad morbid. episodes, which my mom will not we're like that one.
0: With, with Does he swear? <laughs> Probably.
1: Does Chad swear on a podcast?
0: Statistically, likely. Oh, I wonder. All right. Well, um, that's the that's the end of the show. Bye, everybody.
1: And next episode, we're talking about the Joss Whedon
0: yeah.
1: Runaways. The, all five issues of it. Yeah. We're skipping. 25 banger Brian K. Vaughn issues. <laughs> I'm
0: going to read So it. that
1: we can talk to you about Joss Whedon. Next uh, week's episode is going to be like 30 minutes long to make up for this one, though. So, <laughs> like Yeah, this one's shit. two hours. We're going to talk about the Whedon run for 15 okay. minutes.
0: Bye, guys.
1: Take time travel to the past in that they one. They sure do. <laughs> Goodbye.
2: This yeah. is more of a betrayal than when Emily was all like, hey, I'm playing Animal Crossing for the last, like, 12 episodes of um, the comics uh, podcast. That's not
0: true. Was well, like, it was once... only two episodes. <laughs> mm. I once
1: played Vampire Survivors for the whole duration of a recording of this podcast.
2: There's so. a reason that show went under.
3: <laughs> and it's because Emily played <laughs> Animal Crossing
2: twice.
1: Emily's Animal Crossing addiction. Yep.